Welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast. This is your host, Tom Santilli, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, It's going to be kind of a special edition of the podcast here. We're going to be talking about a movie, uh, a documentary, that is called Cancer Can Be Killed. And uh, as optimistic and as hopeful as that sounds, uh, you know, it's it's a very interesting movie. It's uh, it's available on Amazon Prime Video uh, as we speak. You can find it there. Uh, but today I'm going to be joined by uh, the director of the film, the documentarian. Um, this was actually his first documentary that he made. His name is Jeff Weitzman. He is the director of Cancer Can Be Killed. And... Uh, we're going to talk all about his movie. Um, his movie brings up a lot of uh, interesting topics uh, about the industry of, of cancer and cancer treatment and really talks about a lot of the alternative uh, methods that are being used that a lot of Americans aren't really aware of. Uh, things that are being done in countries like Germany and Mexico to treat cancer that uh, simply are not approved here Um for a variety of reasons, uh, some systemic issues and things like that. But it's a very personal film. Uh, Jeff's wife, as we learned in the film, uh, was diagnosed with bladder cancer uh, before going to Germany and having it cured in 30 days uh, with some special treatments, again, that are not approved in, in the States. Uh, it's a it's a topic that's, you know, close to, I'm sure, many, many people. You know, cancer affects pretty much everybody uh, in the world. Um, if you don't know somebody with cancer, there's a good chance that you probably will at some point in your life. Uh, it's very close to me. My mom is currently battling uh, cancer. She has stage 3 melanoma, which is kind of why I was really interested to uh, not only see this movie, but then to talk with Jeff. Uh, so, you know, I'm very, very excited to have him on the podcast today. Uh, that's what this podcast is all about. I know that uh, Survivor just started last week. And uh, that's season 35. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the exit interview last week. Uh, we're going to have another one. It's going to be an ongoing thing, of course, throughout the Survivor season each week. Uh, but occasionally uh, we're going to talk about movies on this podcast. This, mo- this podcast is all about uh, movies, and it's all about Survivor. And if you like one or the other, there's things for you here. If you like both of them, though, this should be your, like, your favorite podcast. So, uh Again, uh, here coming up uh, in a minute here is about my, uh, this is going to be my interview with Jeff Weitzman, the director of the documentary uh, Cancer Can Be Killed. Uh, I want to say first that you can find all of my stuff uh, online. At uh, Tom Santilli is a great way to follow me and get my movie reviews and my uh, survivor coverage. And... This podcast is available on Podbean and iTunes, and I hope that you can uh, let people know about it and share this particular episode because I think that this is something that needs to get out. And, uh, you know, the only way that that we can affect change is to kind of get the message out. So with that, uh, here's my interview with uh, Mr. Jeff Weitzman. Uh, Hello, this is Tom. Yeah, hey Tom, it's Jeff Weitzman. Hey Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time here to uh, to chat. Yeah, great. Thank you. So, um, about twenty thirty minutes is what I was thinking. Is that does that sound about right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, 
fantastic. So, um, not recording yet, but yeah, I just want to let you know that, you know, I saw the film and, uh, was really interesting. Um, super duper interesting. So I have a ton of questions <laughs> that I want to ask you about it and, uh, you know, we'll get the word out and then, um, at the end, you know, we'll plug anything that you want, you know, as far as, you know, if you want people to go to a Twitter site or a website or any kind of call to action or whatnot. Great. All right, cool. So let me, uh, let me hit the record button here and let's get going. Yeah. All right. So Jeff, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me here today on the film survivor podcast. It's great to have a chance to talk to you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, um, so your film, your, your documentary, uh, cancer can be killed. It's a very direct, uh, direct title, and uh, it really kind of is trying to uh, say something specific. But uh, tell us, um, just kind of give us a general overview uh, to people. Uh, what's the film that you've made? Yeah, the film is really my quest to find out why uh, cancer is treated so barbarically here in the United States when treatments are available in Germany and Mexico and the Philippines that are non-toxic, natural, don't harm the body, and are more effective at killing cancer. And you know, in my case, my wife had bladder cancer two years ago, actually two and a half years ago, and the urologist uh, was able to get some of the cancer out of the bladder, but he wasn't able to get all of it. And so Um, It had moved into the muscle wall, and he came out of the operating room with this dark look on his face, and he said, your lives are going to change forever. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, because we're going to have to remove your wife's bladder uh, because we can't get all the cancer out, and then we're going to have to follow it with chemo and radiation. And um, obviously I said, whoa, 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 don't be doing that just yet. Mm Mm-hmm. She came home, we did some research, we found out about what they do in Germany, which is they use heat, oxygen, and IVs of vitamins, minerals, and amino acids um, to kill cancer. And so we thought, well, let's roll the dice. What's the worst that could happen? Um, So we went over there, and they killed her cancer in 30 days with just focused heat, oxygen, and you know, IVs of stuff that boosted the immune system. <laughs> and, I, we, you know, we came back to the States, and I, I emailed this doctor, and I said, hey, she's cancer-free. Isn't that amazing? Don't, you know, should we schedule an appointment more about this? And he was like, well, you know, I stand behind what I said, and we don't do that here in the States, and um, I wish you continued success. And that was it. No curiosity, no desire to know what had happened. And I mean, you know, we went from a place of where my wife was going to have a pee bag attached to the side of her body at the age of 53 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, rounds of chemo and radiation, um, you know, she had a 50% chance of survival. We went from that to now her being healthier than ever, two years cancer free, um, and you know, I was in shock. I was like, how is this even possible? So I wanted to make a film that would explore that. You know, why are we doing what we're doing here in the States? Sure. And what's happening elsewhere that um, is causing cancer to be killed without toxic treatments? 
Now, you know, I, there was a lot of fascinating stuff in the film, and it was very personal. Uh, like you said, you know, you tell the story of, of your wife's, um, you, know, you know, battle with bladder cancer, and there's other people in the film, you know, battling a variety of different kinds of cancers. Um, one question that I kind of came away with after, after I saw the film was, you know, we live in an era nowadays of, of the quote-unquote uh, fake news um, you know, where nobody kind of knows what to believe anymore. You, you know, uh, we, nobody can agree that the sky is blue. Uh, nobody knows where their news is coming from. Um, I, I want to ask you some about that, but before I even get to that, you know, you, can you give some insight? You know, if, if I, I, ha- I didn't do this, by the way, but if I were to have done a deep dive as to who Jeff Weitzman is and, and who you represent or, you know, who who's in your pocket, uh, so to speak, that sort of thing. Um, what would we find about you? Is this coming from any bigger uh, driving force to, to, to sell us something? You know, because that's kind of the defense that people get whenever they hear anything. Um, and you kind of address that in the movie or in, in, you know, as well. Uh, people are so used to the system uh, that it's kind of weird sometimes when they find news that's outside of the system. But what can you say to us in this fake news environment as to what to believe and where to find the right truth? Yeah, and, and I've got to tell you, when we were looking for answers, we asked the same questions. And a lot of times we found the people that were talking about the value of natural treatment were people that were trying to make money off it. Mm-hmm. So, so who do you believe? I mean, how can you believe someone <laughs> who's saying, buy this 10-part series, it costs 100 bucks, right. and it, it will give you all the answers you need. And... Um, I mean, it's maddening. And so I think that's part of the beauty of what I did, which I'm just a guy. I'm not trying to make money. Um, You know, I deliberately distributed the film on Amazon Prime Video so people could watch it for free. Um, I I make 15 cents off of each streaming of the movie. And if people aren't a member of Prime, they can rent it for a buck ninety-nine. Um, so, you know, I felt like it's making it super available to people. But, um, you know, my my concern is what we went through was so scary, and what I see other cancer patients go through, they're so vulnerable, and I think. Um, that hurts me on a deeply personal level mm-hmm. to see people being taken advantage of at their greatest moment of need. And, you know, if people do a Google, Google search on Jeff Weitzman, what they'll find is that, um, you know, I was an actor for 10 years. Um, and I was a, a singer songwriter. I had a band called Jeff Weitzman and the jealous housewives. Cool. Um, I sold my music to TV and film um, and then I've been a writer and a blogger on the Huffington Post, uh, and I have a window cleaning business. Um, so I'm not in the medical profession. I've, I'm not making money from, you know, selling anything. Mm-hmm. So this is really purely uh, just, <laughs> I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but this is an altruistic attempt to help people that are vulnerable and in need. And I mean, I think that's kind of, um, you don't see that too often these days, but, um, you know, 
my life is good. I, I, um, I have enough money in the bank. Um, I'm enjoying life. And so I don't have a need to go out there and make a million dollars. Um, but I do have a need to stand up for, um, you know, people who can't stand up for themselves. Sure. One of the things that you talk about in the film too, that's kind of a big, um, a, a big point of the film is, is the impact that, that one's diet, you know, has on the, you know, I guess the development of cancer or even the, um, environment in which cancer can thrive. Uh, in other words, you know, p- people have heard the term like, you know, that sugar feeds cancer, uh, kind of talk about that a little bit, uh, you know, tell people, um, you know, what surprises did you find, uh, when, when you were kind of going through what you put in the film in terms of that? And, uh, and, you know, I guess there, as, like I said earlier, there's also a lot of stuff out there that says, you know, it's not as simple as, as just, you know, sugar feeds cancer. Uh, so what would you say to that? And, and what kind of impact does sugar uh, have uh, on cancer that you found in, in the film? Yeah, cancer is a kind of, it's, it's the biggest contributor to cancer. Refined sugar is the biggest contributor. And, and in the hospital, when they test for cancer, they shoot them full of glucose, full of sugar, mm-hmm. and then it's, it's radioactive. So then they look at where that lights up in the body to find out where the cancer cells are. So um, the, the testing method, <laughs> you know, to find out, if people have cancer, is to inject them with sugar and see where it lights up. So that should tell you that cancer feeds on sugar. And um, so that was that was the obvious thing, you know, get, get rid of refined sugar for anybody fighting cancer, and they have a much better chance of, of getting through the treatment. But when we came back from Germany and my wife had had this great natural treatment and killed all our cancer, Two months later, a new tiny polyp started growing in her bladder. And to us, that was an indication that, oh, wow, you know, the body still wants to manufacture cancer, and we're going to have to do something to tighten this up a little bit. And the studies we've read from people like Colin Campbell, who did the China study, Mm -hmm. and um, Dan Butner, who's written a book called The Blue Zones, you know, the thing that comes out of all this research about nutrition is that um, the body loves fruits and vegetables, nuts, legumes, beans. Um, the body has a difficult time uh, trying to digest red meat, um, bread, um, processed foods. And so by eliminating these things, you know, by, by just cutting way back on red meat, cutting back on processed foods and um, on sugar and bread, it allows the gut to perform really well. And if a person takes probiotics and enzymes, that's another thing that allows the gut to perform really well. And like a huge percentage of the immune system is in the gut. Mm-hmm. So if the gut's performing well, then suddenly the body is performing well and it can flush the cancer out on its own. And so that was the theory we went with. My my wife completely changed her diet. I did along with her. We do a smoothie a day, which has, you know, we just stuff the fruits and vegetables in there. Mm-hmm. And ever since she did that, you know, the cancer didn't come back. So that was an indication to us that, wow, there's <laughs> this nutrition stuff 
it really works, and um, it's a huge part of the cancer recovery program. And, you know, doctors are not trained in nutrition, and it's a shame because, you know, nutrition is um, such a huge part of the immune system, and the immune system is the very thing that's going to flush out the cancer. So um, that's kind of been our journey, and... Mm -hmm. The cool thing is when you when you know when you listen to other people's stories who have beat cancer, it's pretty much the same thing. There's nobody out there, you know, smoking, drinking <laughs> lots of beer, and eating lots of hamburgers that you know, have a great story about their cancer, you know, their success from recovering from cancer. Right. Well, it, that's interesting too because a lot of uh, again, you know, a lot of what I took out of the film is you know this kind of i this idea of you know taking care of your own body but also uh thinking for yourself you know not just going along with things just because you know uh your doctor or you know somebody else tells you that this is what needs to be done next because you you know you have this so therefore this is the proper way to handle it um you even talk in the movie too you know about you talk about food, but, you know, it's like the systemic problem, you know, f the food industry is also stacked against people eating healthy and, and finding right, the right choices. But the, the medical industry, too, um, I thought it was interesting, though, in the movie that, you know, you, you talked to one of your the people you interviewed, I believe the doctor was talking about how, like, the FDA um, and how they approve new, new things. There's basically no mechanism, you say, that is really set up for there to be uh, testing or studies done on natural uh, kind of products. It's all kind of drug and pharmaceutical based. Uh, why is that, I guess? And explain that a little bit to people, um, you know, what you're talking about when you say that and, and what can be done about it. Yeah, so the system's rigged. And um, I think that's the one of the first things that you have to, the barriers that you have to, to sort of break through in um, just understanding what works and what doesn't work. And when, when I say the system's rigged, the system is designed so that in order to get anything new through in terms of treating any disease in this country, it has to go through multiple layers of clinical trials. It has to be tested. It has to be double-blind, peer-reviewed, and studied in a fashion that takes millions and millions of dollars. And mm -hmm. the latest estimate I heard was it, it cost $30 million to get it through. Mm -hmm. Now, you can see who this benefits. This bit benefits anybody who has $30 million. <laughs> and the only way to make this pay is you have to get a patent for whatever you're doing. Now, you can't get patents on natural treatments. There's no way to get a patent on vitamin C because that's a natural product. Mm -hmm. So you have to come up with some sort of antibody or some sort of drug that is patentable, and then you can get a recoup on your investment. But as the, one of the doctors mentioned in the movies, in the movie, excuse me, is nobody's going to do a test on vitamin C because you're just not going to make any money off that. So it's, it's just, I mean, it's sinister, it's diabolical, but you, you gotta, like, um, you know, take your hat off to whoever designed the system, whatever pharmaceutical companies designed the system, because they, 
they did a perfect job of rigging the system in their favor so that if anybody came along with another treatment and said, hey, this works, like vitamin C works, we know it, um, intravenous vitamin C, that is, mm-hmm. they can say, uh, uh, not so quick. You know, that hasn't been tested and approved by the FDA. And you can say, well, there's tons of studies that show it. Yeah, but it's not, it's not approved by the FDA, so we can't really legalize it. And the FDA, they're not there to, you know, people think they're there to serve the public. They're there to serve business. You know, they're there to serve business interests and to make sure that profits keep rolling in. Um, You know, it's dark, but it's the reality. It's the way things are. So if we want to change this, you know, system that we're in, it's pretty easy. And And they've done it in the state of Washington. What you do is you have your attorney general for your state say that health insurance has to cover natural treatments as well as uh, Western medical treatments. And once you do that, then it gives the people the power to go where they want to go. That's step one. Mm -hmm. Then step two is we start legalizing things that have already passed clinical trials. So, for example, we know that cancer can't survive above 109 degrees. The the cells are weak and they break down above 109. So things like hyperthermia, which is focused heat, Mm -hmm. so effective at killing cancer that in the Philippines they offer patients a money-back guarantee, which, you know, come on, a (laughs) money-back guarantee for cancer treatment, that's amazing. Yet that's how effective hyperthermia is. Now in the States, the FDA only allows hyperthermia in in conjunction with chemo and radiation. Now, why is that? Well, obviously, because they want to protect the chemo industry. But if we come in there and say, you know, get some brave politician or somebody to introduce a bill that says legalize hyperthermia, um, well, then right away that kind of renders chemo and radiation useless because we don't really need them anymore. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, I think that would be a big change to the system is uh, to sort of allow some flexibility to to say, hey, FDA, we want you, we want you to test new things, but we don't want you to be the ultimate arbiter on what we as a patient can choose for ourselves. Let's give patients more freedom and let's take a little power away from the FDA. You know, a skeptic could see your film and take away, you know, if you tried to boil it down to certain things, a skeptic could say, you know, Jeff, what you're presenting is, is sounds like a vast, you know, conspiracy. Uh, you know, the, the media is not reporting on this stuff because the media, you know, is, is a profit-run system. The, the medical industry isn't looking out for the good of the patient. The FDA is looking out for the good of the uh you know, the, the businesses and, you know, and, and then you have the food industry, which is stacked against people as well for, for making good decisions on what they put into their body. You know, Jeff, this sounds like a huge, um, vast conspiracy. Is that, is that accurate? I, you know, when we think of conspiracy theories, we typically think of people who all, who are all in on the secret or they're all in on the conspiracy. And I think 
this is a situation where they're not all in on the conspiracy. Like, doctors have no idea that that natural treatments work better because, you know, they've been told, look, you have to practice what we tell you to practice or you lose your license. Mm-hmm. Um, the people at the very top, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, the heads of the FDA, that's where the conspiracy lies. The conspiracy lies at the top of the food chain. But do, you know, our doctors, our food industries, our, um, all these other people in on it, they're, they're not. So that's why it's hard to call it a conspiracy theory. It's more of, a, you know, the way America is designed. We're designed for business. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the almighty dollar is number one. And that's been our history. And the evolution of America is moving towards giving people their rights. You know, the, it's allowing gay people to marry when they want to marry. It's mm-hmm. allowing cannabis users to use cannabis for medical reasons. And so we are in this evolutionary journey of um, patients' rights, human rights, um, personal rights. And we're just, you know, it, we're changing. So I, I try to stay away from conspiracy theory and just look at it more as you know the system is designed for rich people to make a lot of money and that's worked for us in the past and i think we're evolving to a point now where we're going and maybe that's not the best option anymore Mm -hmm. is it is it fair to say that there's no magic bullet when it comes to cancer you know and that although these naturalistic treatments and options um they obviously should be where people and doctors are focusing because the success rate is so much higher. Uh, is that fair to say, or, or do you see this as like a magic bullet solution for, for cancer to, to eradicate cancer if, if people um, were, had more access to this kind of treatment? It's a really good question. And um, sometimes you get these emails or you hear the natural the people that are selling natural products and you say, and they, you know, they say things like this, this is the magic bullet and this cures cancer. Um, that has not been my experience. There is no magic bullet for cancer and there will never be a, a, a magic bullet or a cure for cancer because cancer um, at the heart of it is a symptom of something being out of balance mm-hmm. and finding what's out of balance and how to bring the body back into balance, you know, that, that's a bit of a mystery. It takes time. You got to do a lot of testing and each individual has to be responsible for their own recovery, their own healing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do we know that hyperthermia kills cancer? Yes. Is it a great way to kill cancer? Yes. But to keep the cancer from coming back, um, to change the body so that it's not creating cancer anymore, that's always going to be a difficult process. Um, are the natural people better equipped to handle that process? You bet they are. Are, are drugs a poor way to treat cancer, or are they, are, are they like a Band-Aid that just handles cancer temporarily? Yeah, we've pretty much seen that. So, nat, you know, the natural stuff is always going to be a better way to treat it. Drugs is always going to be a poor way to treat it. Mm -hmm. But anybody who gets cancer, 
it's an all-hands-on-deck situation. And I have seen patients who have gone to Germany, had tremendous success, come back and not really change their nutrition, and then the cancer comes back. And they're like, oh, why did that happen, you know? <laughs> so sure. it's really important for the person who's had cancer to say, okay, i got to get serious about this, and, um, you know, this is a new – it's like a career change. It's like mm-hmm. this is my new career is taking care of myself. And that's, you know, kind of where I want to maybe wrap up this conversation, which has been fantastic, by the way. And, and thank you again so much for, for being on this with me. But um, my mom, on a personal level, my mom actually right now is battling. Uh, she, uh, she has stage three uh, melanoma. It's in her, like, mm. salivatory glands and things like that. So when I saw your documentary uh, come across, um, I was super interested in <laughs> looking at it uh, for, for selfish reasons. Um, but you know, with all the things that you talk about, you know, a lot of this, um, is, would take time if, if it would happen at all, it would take a long time. It seems like to change, you know, things, to change the system, to change, uh, the way, you know, things are going and the way people think about cancer and the way people think about their diets, uh, in relation to cancer. What message, uh, what advice would you give to somebody like my mom or, or to other people that are currently battling cancer who don't have, the luxury of, of waiting out, you know, a long-term solution to this problem. Um, is your suggestion that they seek treatment in Germany? You know, like what are, what are you, what would you tell people like my mom? Yeah. So one of the, one of the women in the film, uh, Dottie, my wife's sister had malignant melanoma and they gave her six months to live. Mm. She had stage four melanoma and she went to Germany and they killed her cancer in, in 30 days. Melanoma is one of the easy cancers to kill uh, in Germany. Here in the States, uh, it can be a death sentence. Sure. So I think what I would tell people is, you know, for some cancers, you really do have to get out of the country. You can either go to Mexico or you can go to Germany. But hyperthermia is great. It can kill the melanoma and the IVs of um, vitamins, minerals, and amino acids can boost the immune system to flush everything else out of the body. Um, so, I, you know, I would say for that, I'd, I would uh, get out of the country. Having said that, you know, there's some great clinics in the U.S. like Utopia Wellness in Florida or mm-hmm. Nature Works Best in Arizona where they're detoxifying the body, getting all the toxins out, and then putting all the great nutritional stuff in and they're having a lot of success with all kinds of different cancers. So um, I would say if you if you really don't want to leave the country, you could do it here. It might take a little bit longer, but you could do it here. Um, but if you can get to Mexico or get to Germany, um, it it can be done that much quicker, um, especially for a melanoma. Um, things like brain cancer or the blood cancers, that's that's a little different animal um, and might require going to a different type of person. But, but any of the locally um, tumor-related cancers, um, boy, I would say get, you know, get to Germany, get to Mexico, or if you have some time, get to one of these natural clinics in the States and just enjoy yourself. You know, spend a few months in one of those communities and treat it like a spa and... Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> just enjoy it. Now, when you say that too, when you say Germany or Mexico, are 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 you are you suggesting that 
in those countries, like their entire system of medicine is is different? Or are these specialized clinics in these countries that you have to seek out? Or is this just the way things are done in these other countries? Yeah, so for the German clinics, um, a person could go to germancancerclinics.com. It's a referral site that can get you to the clinic that would best suit you. And in Mexico, there's quite a few different clinics. They're, you know, they're, they're called natural cancer clinics or natural treatment centers. Um, so it's not just the medical community. It's not the hospitals. You do still have to go to these natural treatment centers. The thing is that in Mexico and Germany, they don't ban things like GCMAF, which is one thing, DMSO, which is another thing. These are given intravenously, and they're, they're proven vitamin B17. These are all proven to be very strong cancer killers. But, you know, in the United States, those things are banned. So that's the beauty of Mexico and Germany. None of that good stuff's banned. You can throw the kitchen sink at your cancer and kill it in 30 days. Um, that's, that's the allure to Mexico and Germany. Well, uh, your movie, again, your documentary is called uh, Cancer Can Be Killed, which is uh, one of the best titles that I've ever heard of for a movie because <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so hope-inspiring and optimistic for so many people. Um, what uh, You mentioned earlier that uh, the movie is available uh, right now on Amazon Prime or on Amazon Instant Video. Is that correct? Yeah, Amazon Prime Videos. It's available. Okay. And uh, soon it will be available on iTunes and Google Play. Fantastic. And then I guess the last thing I would I would ask you then is, uh, you know, what do you hope people uh, do when they when they see the movie? If there there's people that want to take action, uh, that want to be able to be a part of this solution uh, to make change, uh, what do you suggest people do after watching your film? I think the best thing they can do is there's a Cancer Can Be Killed Facebook page okay. and you can you know, like that page or whatever, and you'll get continual updates. And then hopefully they can just share the film on social media and share the film with friends. I think we're at a stage right now where we just need to build the awareness. And it's been said that once you get the awareness level of something up to 16% of the population, Mm -hmm. um, that's when things start to change. And so, um, I think that's where we're at. We're sort of in the beginning phases of uh, changing healthcare, and um, the phase we're in right now is really awareness building. So the best thing they can do is just tell people about it, share it on social media, and then you know we can start to think about getting our uh, elected leaders involved and uh, our attorney general and you know, starting to do the things to actually get some change. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you again so much for your time today. Uh, and you're doing, you're doing great work. So I want to thank you also for the film that you've put out there. Uh, I really hope people check it out. Uh, again, it's called cancer can be killed. It's on Amazon prime video and, uh, Best of luck to you. Are we going to find out more? Is this a new uh, career path for you, a, like a documentary filmmaker, or is it just um, this particular topic? Yeah, I think it's going to be just this particular topic uh, okay. for a while. I'm just going to keep filming uh, new information that comes out and keep updating it on the um, 
Cancer Can Be Killed page and on my own website, cancercanbekilled.com. And um, just take this as far as we can until we get some change. And then, you know, once that changes, who knows, then we'll start on another uh, issue that we need help with. Well, fantastic. Again, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to what you have uh, for us down the road. Oh, man, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jeff. Uh-huh. So there's that, uh, my interview with Jeff Weitzman. Uh, that's some you know fascinating stuff, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you are, uh, you know intrigued enough to at least check this documentary out and then make your own conclusions and uh you know uh do something with the knowledge that you've gained to um hopefully affect some change you know it seems like insurmountable sometimes but that's really the only way that uh you know that change happens is for people to become aware first and then you know enough people become aware and then you know things start happening so that's uh, that. That's the podcast for this week. I appreciate you joining me again here on the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, we'll have another episode coming up this week with uh, the next person voted out of Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. Uh, so look for that. And uh, again, thanks for joining me today. And uh, we will see you soon, or listen to you soon. Anyway, either way, <laughs> talk to you later. Bye.